Welcome. You are listening to a sermon preached at Church at the Armory. If you like what you hear, share it. So I'm glad. God bless you. Uh, throw my sermon out the window this morning. Actually, I'm going to do one point from it. Just because it fits for today as well. <clears throat> I've been having this conversation. We're going to receive an offering here in a few minutes, but uh, in a very, very pointed offering, so y'all just do not leave, <laughs> okay? But um, I feel like I'm in a whale, brother. You hear that? Okay. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> um, throw up Galatians. I gave you like two verses out of Galatians. I've been having this conversation with multiple people, which means it's probably a good time to just address it with everybody. And it fits exactly what the Spirit's been saying this morning as well. Verse 2, is this chapter 3? What chapter is this? 6, my bad. Bear one another's burdens and thereby, thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Everybody say, bear each other's burdens. And I, again, I want to say, I've had this conversation with multiple, multiple, multiple people. And the idea is that in church, in the, I so love the, 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 uh, the word about the train, in the gathering, the gathering gathers speed. That's what, that's what you were talking about, right? Like every time we're coming together, it just feels like we're picking up more steam and picking up more speed as a body. How many of y'all feel that? How many of y'all raise your hand and just say, I feel that? Every time we gather together, it's just... We just feel like we're, we're gaining speed, and I just feel, feel like the Lord is doing something special. But anyway, in the context of the church family, the body, we're called to fulfill the law of Christ. And one of those callings is to bear each other's burdens. How many of y'all have been through some stuff, right? And, and how many of y'all have had people in the church body come alongside of you and help pick up that load and walk it out? Okay, uh, I, I'm, I, tell this, I say this all the time. I don't have blood family that lives within five hours from me. Okay, I don't have, I don't have uh, people that if I need physically in my life to be by my side that can be here, uh, you know, and really do anything super meaningful other than pray from a distance. But, like, you are my family. And when my family goes through something, you're there to help the past mores shoulder the load and we all walk it together. And we've experienced that so many times as a church, whether it's the, you know, all these different people. You know, I got a text message yesterday uh, in a group text message, and it's like, pray for Shelly's dad. Had a, had a stroke over the over last week. And like, so we're all going to gather around and we're going to pick up this stroke load and we're going to go, we're going to walk this thing out until we find healing. That's how the body's supposed to work, right? And we've seen testimonies where God has done it before, and we're asking God to do it again. Somebody say amen. amen. And so the idea is that we're supposed to bear each other's burdens. And if you're carrying a load alone, stop it. <laughs> amen? Stop it. Like, we have the body. Get, get out of pride, which... Pride is twofold. It's like, well, I don't need nobody to help me. And pride is, you know, I'm too ashamed to, 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 to ask somebody for help. Right? Y'all out there? So there's this idea of like, let's, let's help each other out. Let's carry the load. Amen? Amen? That's very, very healthy. This is extremely good church. This is extremely good uh, and biblical foundation of what the body of Christ is supposed to do. But let's go, let's go next to verse, I don't know. You tell me. I don't get my notes in five. Five? Okay. Each one bear his own load. Paul, 
obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Same guy. It's like, what, four verses apart? Same guy, four go, three verses apart. Everybody bear each other's burdens, therefore fulfilling the law of Christ, and everybody carry your own load. What are you talking about? <laughs> there is this balanced thing, and I'm going to explain where the balance is in a second, but it is this idea that my responsibility is to help you carry your load. That's called church. That's called family. It's also your responsibility and our responsibility to uh, carry our own load. Well, that doesn't make any sense, <laughs> right? Does it make any sense? No, it doesn't make any sense. What am I supposed to do? The answer is yes. This is what I mean. Let's go to Matthew chapter, whatever I gave you. I don't have it memorized. 11. Matthew 11. Jesus said, come to me. Everybody say, me. me. Everybody say, me. me. Come to Jesus. Come to me. Now, there's two ways to think about this. There is literally Jesus in prayer by the Spirit, and you're coming to him. There's also the body of Christ, right? He's the head. We are his body. So we're coming to him. All who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is that the only verse I gave you? Okay, now, here's what I want to say. I do not want to discourage the body from bearing each other's burdens. Amen? I don't want to discourage you and say, no, man, they're supposed to carry it on their own. Don't worry about it. Like This is literally how Paul says we're supposed to fulfill the law of Christ. At the same time, there can become this uh, little bit of an unhealthy church dynamic where everybody's burden sharing becomes very much on a horizontal level. Where our initial response to carrying the burden is to share it with you before I even come to share it with you. And then what happens is over the course of time, everybody gets weighed down. And for some of us go-getters out there, how many of y'all would say I'm one of them go-getters? Some of y'all people who are a little bit Superman and a little bit human. Some of y'all people who tend to take on more than you can carry. Y'all out there this morning? Okay, don't don't act like I don't know what I'm talking about. I am Superman. Okay, so my point is this. Come to me, all you who are weary. One of the things we start doing is we start taking a little bit of load from everybody. We start taking a little bit of load from everybody, and I take a little bit of your load, and I take a little bit of your load. And we feel like we're doing the right thing, and on some level, we are doing the right thing. This is fulfilling the law of Christ. At the same thing, but the problem is, is we're, we're messing up in two areas. One, when, when his load, when I begin to share his load, I, to carry that load is to carry it to the cross. It's not just meant to be a 
a, a load sharer is to help carry the load to a destination where it gets put back on Jesus. Because he's the only one who can make the great exchange. Does that make sense? And so what we end up having in, in church family is everybody's walking around just carrying heavy loads, but we're not taking the load anywhere. Which is why I go back to the idea that this Sunday morning gathering is extremely important where we all gather before the Lord and we take our loads and go, whew, that feels better. You could also do this in, I don't know, your private devotion. I mean, just the thought I was having. You could always do this in your prayer time, right? I'm trying to think how it goes. Leave it there, leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, he will surely help you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. How I many of I know that song? Raise your hand. If you don't know it, you need to learn it because the problem is, is you're not leaving it there. You're doing real good at fulfilling the law of Christ and taking the burden on yourself. But we all, whether it's my burden or sharing his burden, we all got to go lay it at the feet of Jesus and leave it there. And I want to take it one step further. Your identity can't be wrapped up in burden carrying. Because everybody will let you carry a part of their burden if that's your identity. What I'm trying to say is this. You're not a mule. And this is good preaching, whether you like it or not. I went to church on Sunday morning. All I did was read scripture and some dude stood there and cried and everybody was uncomfortable. And then the pastor told me I'm not a mule. Welcome to church at the armory. <laughs> so the idea is this. is like you're not a mule. If everybody's coming to Chester and they're saying, I need you to take this, some of this and take some of this and take some of this and help me, help me, help me. My response should be, I will help you. I will help you take it to the Lord. Because, see, part of the responsibility is everybody's supposed to carry his own load. It's not my responsibility to carry your, carry your load for you. It's my responsibility to help you get that load to where it needs to go. That's on Jesus. Amen? But, see, and this is, this is the weird part. And, I, and, and I'm, not, this is, I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say this. But inside of us, there comes this kind of codependency and almost kind of like a, a, a satisfaction in the idea that I'm needed. And we get this savior complex sometimes. I'm, I mean, the best thing you can answer most questions with is I have no idea. I don't know. Look at me, everybody. I want to give you. I want to give you the wisdom of Solomon. Okay, Proverbs thirty. 
verse 2, the wisdom of Solomon. As a matter of fact, I want you to read it because I don't want to say it out loud. Can you pull it up for me? And uh, do you know how to do it in NIV? No? Okay, we'll just pull it up in, uh, pull it up in the NASB. Proverbs 30, verse 2. Read it out loud. Surely, this is the wisdom of Solomon. Y'all didn't think this was in the Bible, did you? This is the wisdom of Solomon. (laughs) I quote this to Missy all the time. I am more stupid than any man. I have not the understanding of a man. You know what this is? This NIV. Surely I'm only a brute. You're not dealing with the, all, the infinite wisdom of the universe. You're dealing with Chester. I don't have human understanding. In other words, what you need to be able to say to people, look at me, is I don't know. I'm not the answer. I can't have all the answers for all your problems. If you look to me as the person with all the answers, you're looking in the wrong place. Now, I know where to find the answers. And I know how to take you to the answer. And I will help you pray and that, that God would give you an answer. But stop looking at me for your answer. Jesus is the place. He has the answers. The Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Spirit teaches us all things. The Holy Spirit has the answers. But so many times we look to men. You carry the burden. You give me the answers. You console me. You comfort me. You counsel me. You make me, you, you let me dump all this on you and you help me feel better. And I'm saying there, there's a place where that's healthy, but there's also a place where that's unhealthy. Because the number one place we go is to Jesus. And so many times people go to people first. You want to know how many counseling sessions I've done in life that have ended in about five minutes? Lots of them. Because they come in, they tell me their story, and I say, well, what, is, what does the Lord say? Well, what did you say when, he, when you prayed about it? You have prayed about it, right? Okay, let's start at the beginning. Are you a Christian? You're a believer, right? Oh, yeah, you're a believer, right. You're having troubles in your marriage. Your marriage is falling apart, and you haven't prayed about it? Oh, you ain't prayed about it because you didn't know. You prayed about it because you didn't. You didn't pray about it because you did know. You knew exactly what he would say when you went in there. You just didn't want to hear it. And you was hoping somebody spiritual would give you a different answer than he gave, what he would give you. That's not my job. Literally, my job is to go, well, let's find out what God says and let's do that. This is Chester's counseling method. Find out what God says and let's all do that. It doesn't work very good. Not because it doesn't work, just because most people don't want to participate in what God says. So here's what I'm trying to say. Here's what I'm trying to say. People, oh, this is so good. This is so good. Chester, good job. It is one thing to carry people's burdens, help share share the load, it's another thing to take on a responsibility for their outcomes. 
where you personally so invested, you've taken on a personal responsibility of how this thing turns out as if you're the one who determines how it turns out. And there's really a borderline thing here where the God of the universe is saying, we're going to play tug of war over the outcomes here. Bring them to me. My mother used to do this whenever I would get in trouble as a small child. Right? What would she say to me? Me and my brother would be fighting, right? I'd be punching. You know, he'd be crying and bleeding. My mom would walk in the door and say, you wait till. See, the problem is we've stopped putting, we've started, we've taken discipline into our hands and stopped putting in the back on the father. See what I'm saying? Like, there's this idea of like, let's go, let's take you to daddy. Let's take you to father and see what father says. Right? Some of the greatest wisdom your pastor knows is, I don't know. But I know how to help you find out. Amen? Amen? Amen. So, what I'm trying to say is what the Lord has been really trying to say all day is bring all this stuff to me. Amen? Amen. How many of y'all have, I asked this question earlier, and I believe like three or four people were honest and raised with him, but how many of y'all have felt weight on your life, and a, a, a spirit of heaviness, and you, you have been carrying the spirit of heaviness, whether it's your burden or other people's burden. It's still heavy. And the idea is your best burden-sharing people are the people who know how to help you carry it, but know how to help you carry it to the Lord. Uh, the picture of my yoke is easy is a yoke, right? A yoke. It would bind two oxen together. You're in the yoke. Who else is in the yoke? And I don't want you. I don't want you in the yoke with me. I want the other person in the yoke to be the other person who's supposed to be in the yoke with me. Jesus. Because with me and Jesus, we can carry the load. Does that make sense? So, so I'm not just I want to be very clear and plain when I say this. I'm not advocating all of us. To, to have this idea or this attitude where people come up and they share or their burdens with us and we go, I don't know, go talk to Jesus about it. That's not what I'm talking about. What I am saying is, let's begin to put the responsibility back where it goes. When people come to us and say, will you help me carry this burden? Say, I absolutely will help you carry this burden. Let's together get this right in front of the Lord as fast as possible. Let's get his eyes on it as quickly as possible. Have you done that yet? You haven't done that? Okay, let me help you. Right now, we invoke the name of Jesus into this situation. Let's start putting, it, let's start putting the earnest back on Christ. Does that make sense? Everybody's got opinions, right? How many of y'all would raise your hand and say you have opinions? Okay. How many of y'all would say you have more than one opinion? See, I got lots of opinions. And people come to me, and my harder job is not... Opening my mouth, my harder job is keeping it closed sometimes. Amen? So everybody's got opinions. Well, uh, I'll say it this way. I can hear from the Lord, and I can have a, you know, Jordan comes to me and says, man, I have X, Y, Z going on in my life. Will you pray for me? I get a word. I share the word. It'll help. But genuinely, it helped for like a day or two. Yeah. 
Does that make sense? The word that comes from me to him has a shelf life most of the time. But if he gets a word from the Lord, that thing will walk him through until that process is over because the Lord captured his heart and grabbed his heart. Does that make sense? It's not that we don't need this. It's that but what the rest of us provide are kind of like shots in the arm. But the real healing and the real medicine when the Lord speaks to you and it, and, and it carries you through. I've shared this story a thousand times. I'm sorry, you know it before I even say it, but it's like when Missy's parents got divorced, right? 30-something years old, she is devastated. We would, we, would, we would lay in bed next to each other, and I would hold her hand, and she would literally cry herself to sleep every night, every night, every night for like a week. And I would be like, I would pray for her. I'd pray for her out loud. I'd grab her and pray for her. I would, I would give her words of encouragement. And they would help for a moment, does that make sense? And that's good. That's okay. That's good. That's what we want. Somebody say amen. amen. That's what we need. Amen. But one night, about a week later, I reach over there, and she's not there. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. I go into the living room. She's got her Bible out. She's got her notepad, and she is writing down what the Lord is saying to her. And that word in that moment carried her through the rest of that situation because the Lord came and visited her. So what I'm saying is we, we really need the body to encourage and to bear each other up and, and walk out. We need that. But what we really need is the body to make sure we're holding each other accountable to get everything in front of the Lord. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Do I need to keep talking? No. <laughs> I, hear, I hear the word very clearly. Okay. Praise the Lord. That is great. That is so wonderful. That is awesome. He let the people talk down to him. He's like, I love coming to church here. I hope y'all like it. Uh, let's see. I'm going to give away two t-shirts. We're going to do one more thing. Get ready, Jordan. Come up here and get ready. Uh, who had a birthday? Anybody here got a birthday today? Yeah, but Nick ain't in here. Anybody in here got a birthday today? All right, come here, Shelly. There's T-shirts in there. What'd she say? I am Nick. We are one. Yeah, why do y'all sound like a demon? Which one? Blue. Okay, blue. Okay. That's wonderful. The reason I'm, I'm giving away T-shirts is because y'all need to go buy a T-shirt, okay? All right, let's see. What else? Um... How can I make this more interesting? Anybody? Um, anybody help me? Anybody help me? Give me an idea. Huh? <laughs> what? What'd you say? Oh, it don't matter what size. You can go back and, back and exchange it for whatever size. You have one. But you need another one. We're trying, we got to get rid of these. Um, if you... Um, what else? What else? Uh, is anybody? I have no idea. I have no idea. Like I'm drawing a complete blank. Um, 
Raise your hand if your my birthday is January 31st. Raise your hand if your birthday is very close to mine. <laughs> what day's yours? 17th. What day's Cohen's? 18th. I got you beat by a day. Jonathan, what day's yours? 28th. Anybody closer than the 28th? All right, Jonathan gets his T-shirt because he's close to to the the man's birthday. All right, good job. Okay. Uh, and if you want one, you can buy one. They're in the back. $5 a shirt. If you buy four, you get one free. Okay. Now, I'm trying to make the mood lighten because I'm about to do something I have never done. I'm about to do something I have never, ever done. I want you to understand and realize how good your pastor is to you. Quit talking, right? <laughs> right? I, I am so good. Okay. <laughs> That's a joke. Right? But, but in all seriousness, do I pressure this church for offerings? No. Do I manipulate or pressure this church for offerings? No. Should I probably do more of it? Yes. Do I? No. Okay. Here's the thing I want to say. Today... We are going to get commitments for giving to directly support this family, okay? And we're going to do it today and ongoing. I'm going to let him talk about it for a second. I never manipulate offerings. I never just, just you know, give, 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 give. Matter of fact, like the finance team people will be like, Chester, you need to take more time to take in offerings, because let me tell you, let me, let me just put to bed any misconceptions. One, are we struggling and not having enough money to pay our bills? No. No. Two, are we, do we have all this money in the bank because we sold a building and we have all this excess cash? No. <laughs> I want any lie in the house that thinks, well, they sold the church. They probably got all kinds of thousands of dollars. And that is not true. Amen. Uh, oh, this afternoon, we'll come in here, and when you show up for church next Sunday, this entire sanctuary will be repainted. Amen? Because we're, we're trying to make it look pretty in here, okay? Here's what I want to say. Um, matter of fact, this summer, this summer was rough. It's always rough in summer. Giving was down because um, people are you know, maybe weren't as faithful or whatever, or people were gone or whatever. Summers are always rough. It's been better in the fall. It's getting better. But I want to paint, I want to paint this picture where God is meeting our needs and God is taking care of us. But don't for a second think that we're in this place where I, if they really wouldn't miss my offering. Oh, it's getting quiet in here now, isn't it? Everybody was all chipper until we started talking about money, right? They wouldn't miss my offering. They got all that money. They sold that building. Their bills aren't as much. No, 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 no. We need, we need money to function. I'll also say this. Raise your hand if inflation has hit your house. Well, some of y'all ain't raising your hand because the devil's in you. Raise your hand if, if inflation has hit your house. Guess what? Guess what house it's also hit? The church. 
When we feed people every Thursday night, the groceries are more expensive. We put gas in our vehicles for, for trips and vans, and the, the gas is more expensive. When we pay the electricity, the, you know what I'm saying? And so my, my point is, like, if what's happening in your house is happening here as well. Does that make sense? So we need giving. Now, Jordan is about to present to you what he's done and what he's doing and what he's going to talk about. And this is what we're going to do. I'm going to have, matter of fact, let's do it now. Andrew, just pass out these. Uh, come here, Talon. Just go, pass out two or three cards per row for heads of homes or all that kind of stuff. If you want, and just, whether you want one or not, take a card, okay? And uh, in a few moments, we're going to write down. I'm not asking you to give anything today except for your normal tithes and offerings. We'll, we'll do that in a second. I'm asking you to begin to pray right now about how much you could support the missionaries per month, and you'd be willing to say, I'm going to give this much a month above, everybody say above, above. my regular tithes and offerings to help support them on the missions field, okay? And then we're going to be, it, uh, our normal cycle, our budget normal cycle doesn't start till January, but we need to start supporting them now, okay? So I want to let him talk, and I'm going to come back and finish this out. All right, so elevator speech for those of you who weren't here when my family shared a few weeks or months ago. Uh, my family is moving back to the Middle East uh, in April next year. Uh, so it's, we're six months out. We've got a lot to do between now and then. Basically, we have an opportunity through creating a company, a tourism company, based in the Red Sea. Uh, we will have access to several countries around that surround the Red Sea. So our goal, we are going to be full-time preaching the gospel, making disciples. The vehicle we're using to get access to, these, to this area is uh, a tourism company. We're going to, have, we're going to specialize in uh, luxury Red Sea yacht tours paired with adventure land tourism and cultural historical tours. Uh, and that business model exists for three reasons. The first one, once it's set up, will be to fund the ministry. Uh, hopefully, we're not going to take a, a salary from the profits of the company as... Uh, gospel workers out there. We may take a stipend, something that will benefit our family. But generally, the profit of the business is going to be for expanding the ministry in the region. For example, somebody named Ahmed comes to the Lord. Uh, he, can't, he can't do this. He can't raise funds in his church. He doesn't have a church. There's no church. It's a mosque, and they will be very not for this. Uh, and so we want to have funds to be able to, let's say somebody can get in and do um, ministry in their city, but they don't have funds, or if they can get into another region that we're looking at that's closed, you know, some of us, we, we're limited from being American and getting in certain countries, but some of the places we're looking at, those locals can get into these other places, and if we have a budget for them, we can get in, so I try not to elaborate too much, so the the business will, uh, will achieve three things, three goals, fund ministry, provide a durable visa platform for field workers. There's a lot of people we know who have really shaky platforms. They go in like on tourist visas for six months out of the year and then leave and then come back. And it's really shaky. The government knows exactly what you're doing. So as soon as they start rounding up missionaries, they're like, yep, yeah, these guys, these guys, get them out. So we're wanting to provide not only for our family and the family of the team that we're going with, but we want to provide visa platforms for workers in the region, the whole region, by joining in with our um, travel company. The third thing is to, to be a conduit 
for disciple making, we're going to hire local people who are from unreached, unengaged frontier people groups who do not have access to a Christian, a church, or a Bible, who haven't historically had access, and in the future will not have access unless a foreign entity comes to them to bring them the gospel. So that's the priority of people we're going to be hiring and working with so that we can hire people we're discipling directly. Um, and so it's a, it's, it's a phenomenal opportunity. It's unprecedented. The access to this region is, is wide open. And our family is uh, gladly sometimes like pinching ourselves because it feels like such a, it's so surreal. They're like, we're like, how, you got, this whole region's open now? We can just go there? And, and we get to be the ones who go there? Okay, all right, we're in. And so on that note, uh, we're, we're in a, we're, as of Friday, uh, I'm no longer working at Glen Mechanical. We felt the Lord ask us to take a leap of faith, uh, which is a giant one. <laughs> and um, I feel unreasonable amount of comfort about it. Like when I talked to my dad, he's like, wait, what, you quit your job, but you're not leaving for six months? What are you going to do? I'm like, well, dad, we got to fundraise. I got to raise the, the monthly budget. I got to raise our launching fund for our team. I've got to, uh, I'm going to become a captain. Got to get a captain's license and a scuba certification. Got to get a premium residency visa, which is a long process. Uh, I've got to get passports for my kids. We've got to do several fundraising trips along the States. We have to purchase a yacht. Uh, next Friday, we're going to look. So there's a lot of stuff that my family has to do in preparation between now and then. Generally, it takes about three to six months to be, to, from when you start to become fully funded. We were kind of part-time fundraising while I was still working for the last six months, and we got about 15% of what we need, which is a great start. Um, and, but we felt like the Lord said, come on, take a step of faith. Like, quit dragging your feet. And I was like, dragging my feet? You're fine, okay. So, so we, we did it. We set a date, and uh, I, I, for like a week, I was like nervous, like, I had a bad, I had a bad week. <laughs> I was like really nervous, second guessing. Um, but as soon as I, I, uh, we made the, the date, the October 20th, um, I felt like the minute that we said that, I was like, oh, that's too early. I shouldn't have done this. And I went to the Lord and I was like, Lord, so like I shouldn't have done this. And I felt like he was like, don't back out. Don't back out. And I was like, okay, well, can you, can you like show me a scripture to not, don't back out? Cause I, you know, I, you know, if it's you, that's cool. But if I think it's you and it's not you, that's not cool. And um, the Lord showed me this verse. It, it, it entered my mind the reference, Philippians 4, 9, or 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Okay. So after that moment, I had this unreasonable peace about doing this. And um, like I told my mom, I was like, look, mom, uh, the head of the church asked us to take a leap of faith. I'm fully expecting the body of Christ to catch us. And I'm aware that that could come off like entitled. But so this is what I want to do. Like when we're asking for you to consider partnering with our family, this thing is bigger than my family. We're asking for you to contribute financially to my family. Yes, in that way. But what we're doing is so much bigger than my family. There's a team of us and it's bigger than our team. The Lord is doing something in this region that's unprecedented, and we get to be a part of it. So I want to invite as many people as possible to be part of it in a substantial way. And so the way I'm asking this is it's a heavy cost. It's a, it's a bold ask. But what I'm asking is exactly like what you are saying before. I have a request. Take it to the Lord, and, if, and then do what he tells you to do with it. And we're completely comfortable looking anybody in the face. And, 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 and if we know or don't know whether or not you've given to our family, we're cool doesn't matter because the Lord's got us. And so if you're part of 
the body that's going to catch our family specifically, financially, specifically. That's awesome. And if you're not, that's awesome. We're with you. We're a family. We're a team. So what we want is, like Chester said, no coercion, no obligation. The only obligation we want you to feel is between you and God. If God says, yes, partner with this family in a way that costs you, then do it for sure. Definitely do it. If he doesn't, no pressure. So the, the, basically between now and November 20th, we need to raise uh, another, uh, 44% of the total budget that we're going to need when we move. We need 40, or 40, let's say 45% of it by November 20th so that we can keep you know, paying bills on time. Uh, and then the next stage of our fundraising will be the full amount by the time it'll be like um, Oh, March, probably by March 20th, then we'll need to raise the full budget that my family will need once we're over there. Uh, so, anything else to share? That sounds good? Sounds good. Oh, can I share one more thing? Nope. Okay. This was unbelievably encouraging, which is contributing to this peace that surpasses understanding and not being anxious about anything. I let my supplication be made known to the Lord. And then I got connected with uh, Chester's buddy. Does, is he, does everybody know Trinity? Chester um, and his buddy go way back. We got connected. I talked with him on Friday night and, and about partnering with our family in his church. He's a missions pastor, and he's got a whole tr- a group of people who are, uh, you want to get in on this. And so uh, we talked on Friday night, and he was like, bro, this is unbelievable. I just want to encourage you. He's like, a few, he's like, I visited a couple years ago when your family just moved to El Dorado when Dr. Gladstone was here. And he's like, so, you know, I knew about your family. Chester t- uh, talked about you guys. And he said, a couple nights ago, I was thinking about your family and praying for you guys. And then a few nights later, they watched a film that our organization put out that me and Amanda are in. He's like, and then a few days later, I watched that film, and I saw you guys. And I was like, oh, that's cool. We were just thinking about this family. And then a couple days later, Chester and him, uh, Chester got a hold of him to say, like, we wanted to connect with him. And then on Friday, we connected. And so, like, he was like, bro, I just want to encourage you. The day, I think on the day that you quit your job, your last day working, I don't think it's a coincidence that we're on the phone talking. He's like... We're jumping in. I'll let you know in the morning how much my family's going to partner with you, and we're going to get you in front of our missions team. And I've already talked to the pastor, and he's good with it. And I was like, <laughs> in less than 24 hours, those kind of conversations, like when we first initially introduced, hey, there's a, you know, a thing that we're doing, a ministry endeavor you could partner with. It's usually like a two-month process to get from that point to like, hey, yeah, we talked to the pastor. We want to get you involved. We've gonna, we're going like to get you in front of our missions board. Then we're going to share your like financial need and then the link, and then, you know, the, another month later, then people will start giving. And uh, <laughs> I'm, nobody's ever jumped in with more gusto than, than Trinity. He was like, okay, cool. And then in the morning, he's like, yeah, bud, we're in. We're all locked and loaded. And I was like, what? So it was a huge encouragement to me that the day that I quit my job, the Lord's setting up things like this. And so anyways, I'm saying all this to say, like, this is far bigger than just my family. And, uh, and I'm aware of that. And so that's why I have confidence to say, yeah, it's a big, costly ask, but take it to the Lord, do what he says. Amen. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to say a couple of things, and we're going to let you do this. But <clears throat> he mentioned the scripture, my God shall supply all his needs. Amen. So, again, what I was saying a while ago, I just want to say this right off the bat. It is not our responsibility to make sure all his needs are met. It's God's. At the same time, 
that doesn't mean we don't have any responsibility. Does that make sense? We're sharing the load. And I promise you, that whole section of sermon wasn't just for this, okay? But it, it applies. It is, uh, to, I, this feels different than most times when a missionary comes because, you know, some guy comes from out of town and this is, that's fine, right? You don't know him. It feels different whenever I watched his kids be born. Yeah. And I know their kids by name and they, you know, I'm teasing one of them this morning. Let me have your shirt. No, you're too fat. It won't fit. <laughs> you know, it's just like the way we're talking like that. You know, I mean, I know I'm talking about his kids, right? And so, and so it's like, you know, it's like I have a relationship with these people. Like I know these people. We didn't make all the changes we made to come here and put a bunch of money into a new building. We made all the changes we made to be able to have some money to be able to support ministries and put it in the kingdom. This building, I'm glad we're painting this week, it's going to burn down. Make sense? In eternity. The ministry they have is like in eternity. Not like I'm not that's not I'm not prophesying, okay? But my point is like in eternity, in eternity, what they do for the kingdom will remain forever. That makes sense? So here's what I want to say. I didn't choose them to be missionaries. God did. But God, look at me, God also saw fit for them to move to El Dorado, Arkansas and become a part of this church. So I didn't ask him to be part of this church. God did. And that weighs on me in a heavy way to say, God put them here and God will use this place to help send them out. And so us as a church, this is what I'm asking you to do. Let me have one of them cards. All I'm asking you to do is we're about to receive our normal Sunday morning tithes and offerings where you go put it in the basket over there or you go uh, give, you know. And, and again, I want to say, don't rob Peter to pay Paul here. Don't say, well, I'm tithing, you know, $10, so I'll only tithe $8 and give $2. No, 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 no. This is above and beyond what you're doing. Amen? Okay. All right, this is above and beyond what you're doing. We live in a world that everything is a monthly subscription now. Right? Your TV you watch is a monthly subscription. Everything. Your car watch is a monthly. Like everything is a monthly subscription. All I'm asking you to do is say, is write down on this card your name and write down an amount of money. You don't have to give that amount of money today. Okay. But that, that amount of money would say, this is what I'm willing to give that would go directly to the Mathesons. Whenever they told us, uh, when they told us uh, they were doing this, my family began to give directly to their family through FAI, okay? And some of y'all might be doing that, and that's fine, to, to, to support them. And uh, he called the other day, and he's like, Chester... Uh, <laughs> I have a bunch of small kids in my house and I can't get any work done. Uh, 
do you have an extra cubicle up there? Like, all we have is cubicles up here, right? And so it's like, he'll be up here in a cubicle back there just, you know, doing his work uh, and all that kind of stuff. We're going to help, you know, he's going to have internet and whatever he needs to help get his work done. We're going to help support any way we can until they leave. That's great. That's wonderful. But what they need is to know somebody's got their back when they're over there. And they need to know that now, right? So your name and amount that you'd be willing to monthly give. I'm not asking you, look at me, to give your tithe. I'm not asking you to do something that is you can't do. Okay? I'm asking you to, like he said, hear from the Lord. If you write down, <laughs> I'm going to give $1,000 a month, your name's on there. Because <laughs> what we're going to do, we're going to take all these cards and we're going to put them together, and we're going to start giving them monthly, okay? And if you write down $1,000 a month, and you ain't paying your $1,000 a month, I'm going to come find you and say, you said, the Bible says, let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Are you a man? Are you a liar? Right? Okay. All right, so if you write down, if you write down $1,000 a month, okay, then be $1,000 a month. At the same time, if something happens, and you hit one month, and I, I can't give my whatever that month, like the, the safety of the church is there to help make sure they keep getting supported. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I'm asking you, if you want to fill this out today, put it in the offering, you can do that. If you want to bring it back later, you can bring it back later, whatever. All you got to do is write your name and put $10, $20, $100, whatever. I don't care. That's between you and the Lord. Amen? And I say this, listen to me, I never, ever, 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 ever try to manipulate, but I say this, almost all of us, can do something, okay? All I'm asking you is for something, something, okay? If you can't do anything, okay, that's fine. You can pray, right? I, I, you know that. But most of us can do something, amen? Y'all have never heard me be this direct about an offering in a long time, right? It's okay, isn't it, Chester? No, quit talking. <laughs> Who said it anyway? I got three guesses. <clears throat> Mauser. Anyway, so. Was it? Well, I just made myself look real bad. It was you? You're so innocent. What happened? Kathy, I publicly repent in front of everybody for... A, for doing what Satan does and falsely accusing the brethren or sistren. I, for, I, I apologize. So we're going to dismiss. It is 12.09. You've, we've had a great church. Somebody say amen. amen. I want you to give your tithe and offering. Okay? In the bucket over there, in the bucket up front, you can give on there. And if you want to write down something on here and put it in a card, we're going to create a fund. We're going to create a line item in the budget. Missions, Mathesons, or something like that. And that money, whatever you commit, will go to them monthly, starting ASAP. ASAP. Okay? Father, we love you. We thank you for the Mathesons. Everybody say amen. amen. We are grateful that you sent them to us. And we don't view this as a burden. We view this as a privilege to invest into the kingdom through the Mathesons. So bless their endeavors, bless this church, and may the paint go smoothly. And everybody said, amen.
that you have a wonderful day.